listening to HR After Hours. Well, paint me red and call me Ginger Hannah Hampton. How the heck? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I am okay now. I had a little bit of a rough weekend, but I'm getting through it. But I, I, it's always funny is you and I had a conversation earlier about perspective and mm-hmm. You know, it's funny is when you and I ever vent to each other, we tend to kind of talk the other one out of it or force it perspective. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, my, my weekend was a little rough, but um, <laughs> I heard they uh, <laughs> a little rougher. Yeah. Um, so to our listeners and to uh, Mick, I don't know how much I've talked to you about this, but I've recently started to get into yoga, which I have been trying to find some type of exercise workout that I enjoy. I struggle kind of with the whole exercise thing, finding something that I'm really into. And I have really gotten into yoga. I really enjoy it. I find it relaxing and and challenging and helps me, you know, from sitting at a desk, getting, getting stretched, feeling better, hopefully reversing some of the damage of sitting for most of the day, even though I have a standing desk, but that's a whole other topic. But anyways, um, so I have been taking yoga and I have, as I have learned some of the poses, I'm getting a little bit more confident in my abilities. And uh, I went a little beyond my capabilities this week in attempting a particular pose. So there is a a pose, and it's called the crow pose. And Mick, I don't know how familiar you are with yoga, but basically, it's balancing <laughs> my entire body kind of in my hands and arms. And uh, you you look kind of bird-like when doing it. And I got a little cocky, and when attempting the crow pose, I slipped, and I fell right on my face in front of the entire class. <laughs> And nice. I, so you yes. face-planted. I face-planted completely. I mean, it it hurt. I have a beautiful bruise on my chin. I realized later I hit my knee and my hand as well. But you know how it is when there's pain in one area that's pretty severe, so you don't feel the other injuries. But I I tell you, I know that people saw it because the next thing that came out of the instructor's mouth was, well, the bright side of if falling from the crow pose is you're you're pretty close to the ground. Like that makes it any better that I face planted in front of a class of yogis. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I'm taking it at a good and legit studio. So these are people who've been doing it for years. And I think the class I'm taking is not a beginner's class because I'm trying to push myself and I'm by far the worst person in the class. But again, it's challenging me to do better. So I face planted. And what's really funny is I we I had just learned that pose earlier in the week. I, I one of the perks at my company is we do have a yoga instructor come in once a week and 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 show us, you know, teach us and show us poses and help us learn how to relax. And she talked about, you know, she gave us some tips on how to do it. And I just I think I got cocky and thought I can do this. I know how to do it. And I and now I'm 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 a little terrified that. I will never want to attempt it again, but uh, I think I'll just need to let my chin heal <laughs> and then uh, go from there. Took one so. on the chin there. Yes. Um, downward facing carpet. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed like to go uh, above 
your own personal capabilities. I did date a female professional wrestler for a short period of time. And let me tell you, no matter how much I hydrated and stretched, that was just beyond my <laughs> physical capabilities. I love that. that. And I, I do say, you know, you said the downward, you know, downward face plant or whatever. It's, I always said, instead of uh, the crow pose, I was the dead pigeon. Cause that's pretty much what I looked like when I hit the ground. Shook it off and you rolled with it, right? I shook it off because I was going to finish the class because I didn't, I didn't want to leave and I was still enjoying it, but it was, I think it hurt, even though I do have a, a sizable bruise and somewhat a little bit of a carpet burn on my chin, which is bizarre. Uh, I shook it off and finished the class because I really, I, I enjoyed it. And I think my favorite, this is terrible, but my favorite part of class is the very end where you literally just lay on your back for like five minutes and meditate. And it, to me, that's my uh, reward for uh, pretzeling myself for an hour. I want the listeners to know that if you know, Mr. McDanzig, the amount of self-control I have just used. <laughs> well, she mentioned all these potential double entendres is amazing. I'm like, impressed. I'm just sitting here like shaking. I'm just like, ah, um, but no, I'm glad you're okay. Cause I mean, that's, you know, you're, I mean, tomorrow a different part of your body is going to hurt and then the next day it's going to be something else. So I think this is something you are going to feel for a while. I know in the long run, this is the right decision for me and to continue down that path. And I have been just signing up for classes and making myself turn it into a habit so that it doesn't become something that's difficult to do, but something I look forward to and is part of my regular routine. So I'm going to continue down that path and see where it takes me so on my wellness journey. <laughs> the fact that you, you showed up this morning with uh, your face beat to shit is pretty impressive. <laughs> Thank you. You know, uh, I still like to follow through with my commitments, I guess. I want to hear about your weekend. So it sounds like that you've, you had a incident let's talk about it my son's okay. getting getting married next month and so it's that time where you know i want to buy a new suit and <sighs> mrs danzig's been trying to pick out a dress for months mm, yeah. and i'm not exaggerating it's, 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 a, it's a decision i get it it can be a difficult decision because you want to look your best it, it has been and there's some certain colors she's trying to avoid because other people have already called dibs and apparently that's what you women do with these kind of events and so anyway we finally found a dress and it was one of those deals where we could order it online mm -hmm. and it was from a company that's you know a high-end retail outlet and you could either have it delivered to the house or have it delivered to the store. And we decided to have it delivered to the store because we already had another one to return. Oh, and, perfect. Yeah, and so she wanted to try it on. And then that way, if, if, if we had a winner, you know, great, we take it home, return the other one and be done with it. Or if, you know, she didn't like it, we were going to return two dresses, whatever it is, and order some more. And I mean, it's it's been a lot. And <laughs> I'm at my desk yesterday and I hear my wife talking rather loudly downstairs. And finally, I, I walk out of my office and I listen. And I'm assuming she's yelling at one of the kids or the dog. And no, she was fighting with this particular retailer uh -huh. because the dress we were going to go pick up, they 
some for some reason just canceled the order. What? Yeah. So basically this company, the dress got there. They acted like this isn't what they do, and they've been doing this for years, and they never notified us that it was there. We tracked it online, said it was supposed to be there yesterday, and it, it, they like, oh, we canceled the, or- the order and refunded your money. And Yay. the first answer they gave us, well, that dress wasn't available in the store. And we're like, well, we know. That's why we had it shipped to the store. And anyway, I don't go into the details of it, but I'm telling you, I – I almost just lost my marbles. Um, so we go out to lunch. Now we're at lunch an hour and a half later than planned. We're in the early afternoon. And she asked me if I'd go to another retail store to <laughs> look at different dresses. Because she's like, at this point, she doesn't want to give me the money. I'm right. trying to tell this quickly. It was a long ordeal. This is like a three-hour process, all this happening. And then finally, we end up dress shopping. And, oh, my gosh, I don't know how you women do it. And then we had people <laughs> helping us. And... Uh, and I'm catching myself. I'm on there on the, you know, the showroom floor going, well, this dress is fabulous. And, oh, my gosh, this is kind of cool. We could get some great accessories with this. And, Aww. oh, this one. And then, you know, at one point, you know, by the 12th dress, I'm looking at the lady going, do you have that in a size 14? I think I could try that on. And let's, <laughs> let's have some fun and do a little 80s montage. And at that point, they said, Mr. Danzig, will you please leave? <laughs> So, why did you ask me to tell this extremely long story, Hannah Hampton? Yeah. Because we, we, you and I, have talked about this, and it goes back to what I just mentioned earlier. It's, it's that time of the year where it is time to do for hospitality and retail. They got to do that holiday hiring to have those extra yeah. people. I, 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 do you think we can save them, Hannah? Because at this point. Oh, and did I mention I tried to actually call the store? This all happened online. I tried to call the store. No one answered the store. What? The phone. I called like 15 times. Then I Yikes. used the Skype page on their website and then customer service from corporate, which of course this is all outsourced. They tried four times to contact the store and then connect what? them to me. No one ever answered. So some of the other stuff, okay, makes sense. Mistakes happen, whatever. But now just outright not having anybody be able to answer the phone, that store sounds to be understaffed and they might need some recruiting help or recruiting tips on how to find some great people. And, you know, I have to say, I lived in the retail space at one point in my HR career. And I remember catching some individuals who either turned the ringer all the way down so the phone wouldn't ring or doing little tricks so they wouldn't have to answer the phone, which obviously is a big no-no because at the end of the day, uh, we were there to serve our customers. And if we're not answering the phones, we're not serving the customers. So did you ever get a chance to talk to anybody at the store or was it just one of those things where you gave up? No, so customer service emailed the store manager. And when I, mm-hmm. this isn't a boutique, Hannah. This is a three-story mm. former retail giant that has sponsored parades and had Santa <laughs> Claus and been the cornerstone of the holiday about. season. And no one, I mean, I let the phone ring so many times it eventually timed out. So we're talking 
five minutes each time at minimum. Wow. I'm I'm playing words with friends, reading resumes, looking at using my incognito tab on Google to look at other things while the phone's just <laughs> ringing, 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 never answered. Wow. And so the store support or the outsource support supposedly emailed the manager of the store to contact me, but I have not mm-hmm. heard anything back yet. Now we are in the day and age where brick and mortar is, you know, they, you have to, you have to fight for your store to be open. So I'm wondering why customer service is moving in the opposite direction. I had a, I had a recent situation at a hotel, which it's a little different because, you know, you're never going to stay in an online hotel. Well, you know, maybe, maybe in the future, some black mirror stuff, but as of right now, you know, that's not going anywhere. And I had a really poor customer surface experience. And the, I did get an email from the store or the general manager, but it was one of those things where they apologized and didn't offer to make it right, just said, we hope to see you again. But I, you know, I, I makes you wonder though, why, if you're fighting for your store to stay open, what is happening to customer service? And what, what are your thoughts there? I think sometimes, I don't know if they've just given up or honestly, I, I really think here's what it is. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to get serious for a moment. Uh, it's got to be a very tough industry to right. hire for. I don't want to blame the recruiting process or retail because I, I would imagine it's the same as just pick a place you don't want to work and imagine being the recruiter there. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's definitely been some pulse method hiring in the retail customer service area where you, I feel like they've almost given up is what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to say. And I want to tell them, we don't want you to give up. Well, you know, thinking about, you know, driving, I've spent a lot of time driving through suburban areas and it's really interesting just how many chains and how many national retailers are everywhere. And I think at one point we just, Open, we opened too many stores. Everybody opened too many stores and gone were the days like people really enjoy that small business, the mom and pop shops. And I think that those hopefully are doing are doing well. And again, with the, the ease of having an online presence along with a brick and mortar, you know, it's 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 I think that people really do want to want to help the small businesses. But I'm wondering if there's just too, it got too big and then hiring and staffing got really difficult to find people who are really passionate about providing that great customer service. So then you got stuck hiring the best person available rather than the best person. And then the customer service suffered. And now uh, big retailers have a reputation. Well, not all of them, but a lot of them are getting a reputation of bad customer service and are losing customers to other, you know, to online presence, to, to the Amazons out there. I mean, I've had great Amazon experiences, even when I had to return stuff. So I think it's turned into a battle of uh, a battle for customers. And if you're not on top of your game, you're going to lose it. Well, let's help them get on top of their game. So here's the thing. I Here's what goes against common sense, though, in recruiting is as we have all these other brick and mortars close. Mm-hmm. You know, are are the existing stores not targeting the ones that are known for having better associates? Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime when you and I were in hospitality for a while, anytime we heard a company was struggling, we would go and try to recruit their top talent. Right. And that's what I don't understand. I feel like some of these retail companies aren't doing that. They're not looking for 
you know, target backgrounds to find mm-hmm. people that have great customer service skills and bring them on board. And, you know, they've got to do their holiday hiring. So they might as well start doing that now. I mean, there's some yes. great questions to ask when you interview. But before we even get there, we're going to do this really fast speed mm-hmm. round style. But I mean, why are they not saying to themselves, hey, where have we had a great customer experience, right. let's go and get their people because chances are most of those companies don't exist. So right. I feel well, like there should be all this abandoned talent from all well, these closings. One thing that I do want to jump in there and, and talk about when it comes to store closings typically the great employees see the writings on the wall. So you have to get in there fast and early because a lot of the really the top talent knows what they're worth and knows that they're great at what they do. So they're they're I don't I want to say a lot of them are jumping ship early. And now granted, there's the ride or die folks who stay until the end. But I always tell people, I'm like, if you are waiting until the store has officially closed to get the people, it's too late. You need to get in there early. You could not be more correct. And the mm-hmm. thing is, with this day of information, you know, there's a few different, you, you pick where the segment you work in or the industry you work in, and you set up a Google alert mm-hmm. and, you know, list either companies or the industry as a whole, and you'll get a heads up just when there are store closings. Yes. And that's when you start doing it. When someone starts saying, hey, we're going to close 10 stores, even if they're a 500 unit retail giant, you know, you use that. That's your leverage to, mm-hmm. to go in and try to find some of their top talent. And you get on LinkedIn, look for 10 year and hope, you know, 10 year doesn't always mean top talent, though. We've seen those people. Oh, that, yeah. That checked out. But I mean, if you use, um, you know, if you use a little analytical thinking and deduction, right. you can figure out how to do this. You know, you and I are not rocket scientists by any means. And we, you and I have both been very good at doing this type of thing. You just, you just got to stay up and you, especially mm-hmm. if it's your competitors, you know, you always look at what your competitors are doing, whether, whether it's retail hospitality, whether it's the tech industry, whatever it is, and you set up those Google alerts and you're going to find out who just filed a bad quarter, you know, a bad quarterly earnings report mm-hmm. or whose sales are down this quarter or whatever it is, what stock is, you know, getting a, a, a thumbs down or is now on hold from a buy. These are all things you can do to figure out where to go before they're going yes. out of business. So you're absolutely and if you're, right. And if you're in a, a, in a sales environment where it's commission and you're hearing about stores, you know, dropping in, in sales, well, those salespeople are probably making less money. So they are probably going to be thinking about their next step. So it's a great way if you've got a commission sales environment, look for those things, get those people early, get them on board because, uh, you know, I feel like selling, uh, selling is selling, whether it's a car, whether it's a shirt, whether it's software, it's, it's, it's the, the sales mentality and the sales person. So get in there and get that top person before, you know, before the store closes, before the company's in a decline. And that's how you're going to get your top talent. Absolutely. And start early so you can be more selective, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, make your labor plan to where you can get uh, a couple winners in early, like now start hiring in October and, but start screening for actual customer service skills, you know, ask questions like, 
Give me an example of when you went above and beyond to help a guest or customer, mm-hmm. you know, and if most of them are, I set down my phone and told my boyfriend, I'd call him back later, <laughs> probably not the top talent you're looking for. Right. Or, or a really easy one. And it's an open-ended question. Just say, what does great customer service mean to you? Yeah. You know, same thing if they say, oh, I don't know, just, you know, help me find what I'm looking for. Well, guess what? That's not the person you want to hire. Find some people that talk about it. it means going above and beyond. It means product knowledge. It means these things. But if you go out and you start early and you screen for talent, you could actually have a decent holiday season. Because I'm telling you right now, Hannah, if you called me up and said, I went shopping at X and X store and I could not believe I had great guest service. I am so desperate for good customer service. I'd be like, Ooh, really? Well, I'm going to change my shopping plans today and go to this place you speak of that actually has good customer service and give it a shot. And who knows, maybe I'll end up buying something from Maiden Form or Victoria's <laughs> Secrets that I don't really know because, you know, need because you told me that's where the good service is. But that's how desperate I mm-hmm. think we are for great service and especially this holiday season because I, I kid you not, Hannah Hampton, I think in the future, we mm-hmm. are going to be telling stories about what it was like when we used to go inside the stores and try <laughs> things on and take them off the shelves. I mean, I really think that there's going to be a time in the future where we're doing that. And I don't think the kids are going to believe us because they've always had everything delivered to them. You know, I, it's funny that you say that I always crack up because I, I keep going back and forth on, on brick and, and mortar's future. I cracked up because Amazon had opened a bookstore and I, I thought it was kind of funny that it was reverse started as an online presence and then they opened up a physical store. <laughs> yeah, so I did too. I thought that was good. Yeah, it cracked me up because I'm like, okay, that's kind of reverse, but I, who knows where the future takes takes us and who knows what the future of, of the workforce looks like as well as we move more online or as things change or drones or whatever. I know I'm just starting to sound like a crazy person. Give me my tinfoil hat. But it's uh, it'll be interesting where we are, you know, 10, 15, 30 years down the line. It's it's definitely going to be interesting, but I do I still believe these are kind of those last pivotal years. If there's any mm-hmm. chance of of saving brick and mortar, I think it has to happen now, or I do really believe it's going to go away. Let me ask you a question: Do you have a favorite retailer that you would re, you would rise from the retail graveyard? Are there any retailers that you loved that went out of business? But no, I don't. I just have different shops that I have uh, every once in a while I like to go into just to see what's out there without mm-hmm. getting online. And Barnes and Nobles would be one of them. I still like the old uh, polo stores, the actual, you know, like uh, the Ralph Lauren polo store. I used to go to the one in Chicago all the time before, you know, there was one locally here. Um, but I don't have any brands off the top of my head that I could say bring back. I like to go into the local skateboard and surf shop still and and pick up um, some things. And same thing, I still have a couple of local record stores I go to and get some good T-shirts and vinyl from. So what about you? Yeah. Is there anything that a brand that you just really miss? Well, it's funny because I miss Borders. Uh, <laughs> there was one where I in my neighborhood back when. Mr. Hampton and I, before we were married, that we would go and, and visit. And I have great memories of that. It was We'd make an afternoon out of it. And I know that makes me sound really nerdy, but 
I I do miss that. Uh, there, you know, it's funny. I was a when it came to professional clothing. I worked in a in a, a life where I had to wear suits, and I would get a lot of my suits at the limited, and then that closed. And they've reopened as an online presence, but I'm not uh, just I'm kind of I'm not. I'm not a fan anymore. So that is one. I mean, I, I could probably go back and think of a million different other things that I used to shop back in the 90s. But uh, yeah, I think Borders was one that I was I missed the one that was in my neighborhood. It was big. It had a uh, coffee shop in it and it was in such a great area. So you'd spend the afternoon there, uh, get a bite to eat and just have a, a fun day of books. Yeah, I do love my bookstores. And you know me, I still buy my hard hardcover versions of my graphic novels and things like that. But I have been buying a lot of them online because I can order them to where they get delivered to me on their actual release date. Yeah. Like I, um, and I'll still do that every once in a while. I'll still buy a Blu-ray if it also comes with a digital copy. Right. Sure. Um, and I did that recently as well. Um, so basically, I think what we're just trying to say is help us help you. Please hire some decent people so we can give you our money before all of a sudden every retail store is you know, mentioned in a, a retail museum that I guess we'll see sometime in the near future. Any last words of advice you have out for those big box retailers out there or boutiques? You know, just uh, hire, hire people who understand what customer service is, ask the right questions to get there. And I know this might be a difficult or controversial way to put it, but also make sure that they're a fan of your store. I think nothing is a, a bigger turnoff than somebody who obviously could care less about the product you sell. So just make sure they're your fan. <laughs> I think that's great because I've always believed in now, you never, I, I don't understand how anyone could ever work for a company that they, don't endorse or if it's right. retail they wouldn't shop at or if it's a restaurant they wouldn't dine in i mean i think that's a no-brainer so i think finding your fans uh as part of your hiring market to that you know try to market to your fan base as come in have a great time working with us this holiday season make some money i don't think it's that hard people and maybe i'm going to get some backlash for this i don't know um but I, I think that you and I have recruited for some pretty tough brands to recruit from. And we found some top talent between the yep. two of us. So we're going to put it on you guys. I mean, go out there, take the time. Don't use the mirror method where you're throwing it under their nose to make sure they're breathing. <laughs> Find some people that actually can at least tell you what they think great customer service is and then teach it to them. You wouldn't exist if you didn't have those training programs in place, but do something because my God, if you keep upsetting Mrs. Danzig, I'm going to come out there and make sure you get shut down because you're <laughs> making my life extremely difficult. Well, oh my goodness, Hannah, I've got a thing. So that's all the time we have for today. Okay, before you go, tell everyone how they can reach us. Absolutely, Hannah Hampton. Well, first <laughs> off, they can reach out to us via Twitter. So send us a tweet. Remember, Twitter does not police for adult content. We're at <laughs> HR underscore hours. Or if you're feeling a little more PG-13, check us out on Instagram at HR After Hours. And both of those sites, we do post things almost daily. So there's a little fun and a little, a little distraction from work there. And, of course, you can shoot us an email at hraftershoursmail at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you guys. So until next time.